0: Welcome back to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 783 AM. You're with Laura and Allie, and in the second half of our show, we're going to be talking to some poets. We've got Ben Fagan, who's an alumni of Poetry in Motion in Wellington, and he had a solo show in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2015. He's been living in London. Ben is back in Wellington to share some performance poetry with his home crowd, and traveling with him is Sarah Hirsch. Who's from London and she's a UK slam champion. She was third in the National Slam championship. no, sorry, the World Slam Championships in 2014, making her a spoken word master, which is a title I created for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ben,
0: ben and Sarah are on a New Zealand tour together and they're calling it What a Way to Make a Living. Ben and Sarah, welcome to B Side Stories. Hi. Thanks. Hi. Great Thanks to for be having having us. here. us. Uh, how long have you uh, been in New Zealand, Sarah? Uh, I have been in New Zealand for about a week and three days. Fantastic. Yeah. The obligatory question from a Kiwi is, how are you finding New Zealand?
1: Uh, it's amazing. I don't know why anyone would ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, how that was to you, I then. will get back on a plane. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely stunning. Everyone is super friendly. All the rumors are true, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, my mum was quite worried that I wouldn't want to leave, and I, I, I now see why. It's um, a beautiful country. And what have you
0: been mm. doing thus far in New Zealand?
2: We have been all over the country. So we flew into Auckland um, and had a performance there. Then across to Waitakere, we were at an um, arts retreat out west of Auckland, um, where, where Sarah ran a workshop and a performance. And then we went down to Fakatane and we performed there. Then Hawke's Bay, uh, we had a packed-out gig a couple of days ago. And then down to Wellington yesterday for tomorrow night's performance.
0: Yeah. amazing yeah uh, any uh stories from the road so far any key experiences
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah, all of it we were on a boat at one point we sailed to waiki island which took about four hours and was very lovely
1: we've done we we swam we've swam a lot which is my favorite thing to do apart from poetry ever so we, we swam <laughs> in some hot pools which i've never done before um, mm-hmm. and we will do that again because it was <laughs> so lovely.
3: And jumping into rivers is a Kiwi thing to do. Have you done much of that? I haven't
1: jumped into a river yet. No, I do need to do that. Are
3: you down near Nelson at all?
2: No, we're flying oh. straight over Nelson. We're up, down to Dunedin on, on Okay, there'll the be Thursday. chillier rivers, but I'm sure yeah. there's still places. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. Well, we've moved out of the of the very hot areas, so now we're down to Dunedin, which we'll find somewhere to swim, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, uh, we, I always find somewhere to swim. <laughs> Good. Good on you.
0: Uh, can you tell us Sarah, a little bit how this tour came about?
1: Sure. So uh, I, I met Ben uh, in Edinburgh and um, obviously we're, like, very sim- we've got very similar interests in terms of this kind of stuff and it just made sense to combine um, a bit of a, a tour with um, also teaching at the National Youth Drama School, which Ben had planned anyway um, for the end of April. So he's got me helping along with that. And then, um, I mean, it was already Ben. I um, I've just kind of... gone along with his plans um super producer poet over here um but we also um applied for funding with for the to the british arts council and was successful which was um very surprising but awesome so it's kind of been thanks to that that we've managed to Hmm. really build um like a full tour rather than just like a little one we're kind of going all over and yeah yeah, got got given the funds to do that that's Um, great
0: i love that Education and um, teaching at the drama school is part of the tour as well.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm actually doing a master's in spoken word education at the moment um, in London, so it's one of my specialist areas. So it um, it made sense to kind of bring me in. So I bet that was Ben's teaching the kind of inaugural poetry performance course there anyway, and then it was it just made sense to make that part of the tour, and um, they convinced them to have me, and mm. that's awesome because it's exactly what I love to do Uh, it's going to be a really great end to the tour I think Mm. passing on some of our wisdom
0: yeah yeah (laughs) cool so uh, I'll put this question to Ben you must have at least had to spell this out a little when you applied for your funding Uh, what what are you kind of hoping to achieve with the tour?
2: So there was Two. I mean, in terms of the funding, there were two parts. Sarah probably answered this better than I can. In terms of the two, str- you can uh, answer together. Streams. <laughs> the two streams of the funding it was international. So the the fund is
1: the Artists International Development Fund. Mm. So as far as that's concerned, the um, it's half focused on me as an artist. Um, it's for anyone who's kind of built up a certain um, following or career in the UK but is ready to has never really done proper international stuff so it's to kind of develop um, but also to tie back, to bring something back to the UK um, spoken word scene so I'm, I'm building connections, I'm blogging, I'm writing while I'm here and and bringing that back but mm. then I guess and then separately then the- can,
2: Yeah so my, and then my the New Zealand side of things is that I'm always keen to kind of spread the um, poetry seed to various little small communities around New Zealand so yeah um, I went to Fakatane when I toured my show back in July um, and then going back there again and building up in Hawke's Bay as well and then getting down to Dunedin. Um, they don't see too many international spoken word artists, I think. Um, so it's, we've been very well accepted there by Dunedin Slam Collective and others. Um, so yeah, and then also um, taking Sarah to the, to the National Youth Drama School. Um, it's kind of telling these 260-something students, um, showing them what slam poetry is, showing them what um, performance poetry is. I'm telling them to take that back to their schools and hope to build up more and more of a scene to be able to um, fund performance poets from all around the world. That's
0: fantastic. When you go out to the regions, Ben, do you draw a crowd or are people a little bit not sure what they're about to see?
2: Yeah, um, it it really depends. I mean, Hawke's Bay, um, there were a lot of people there who um, hadn't seen anything like it before. but it was quite a a substantial crowd, which was lovely.
0: Did you change some lives?
2: Well, here's hoping. Yeah, there were tears, <laughs> there were laughs. It was great, really great. Perfect. Fakatane um, last last time when I was there in July with my show, um, it was quite a substantial crowd, which was nice. Um, and again, people saying oh, I didn't know what to expect, but you know that was really good. Um, not wanting to blow my own trumpet, um, <laughs> but um, but this time around it was an intimate, very enthusiastic crowd. Um, but we were competing with a few different events that night. Um, But, yeah, it's just cool to kind of keep going back and keep building up the scene, and there'll be more next time.
1: And and this is definitely, sorry, this is definitely part of a longer um, Mm. kind of...
3: Strategy. Yeah, yeah,
1: to to really build bridges between the two spoken word scenes Mm. and share knowledge from both, and hopefully if we keep coming back and we can build and bringing other artists back, like Ben said, we can build those communities. Yeah,
0: Mm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed anything already uh, that... Uh, you know things that London has gotten really well that can they can share with Wellington and New Zealand, or things that New Zealand does well that they can share overseas. That's
2: a good question. Um, I mean, the thing that I've, I mean, the first thing I noticed in London was population, um, just a huge number of people, um, and that's always <laughs> th- loads th- of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, in terms of putting together events um, with some proper publicity in London, I think you're always going to draw something of a crowd. Um, something. The way that it works in New Zealand, I think, especially in the smaller communities and even in the bigger ones, um, you need you need that longevity. You need to kind of build it up and build it up. Um, you get as much publicity as you as you like. If people aren't kind of interested or keen or what, seeing what's going on, you're not going to get those crowds because they just aren't the people. Um, so yeah, it's really a it's really a long term strategy. I think of um, something something London does have is a lot of very talented performance boats, and so mm. um, part of the strategy is trying to find a way that we can keep bringing people out here. Um in hitting up these small towns and getting spreading the good word,
1: great mm. uh yeah, and i'm I think um I, I think it's just been going for longer in obviously mm. in the u k yeah. so it's true, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that would be great to mirror once it was developed, like for example, um the connection in schools, I think mm. would be Absolutely. really awesome to kind of push once with we've kind of established something bigger and I say we I mean everyone in general in the spoken word scene it's not just yeah, me yeah. and Ben on our, <laughs> on our own but I think stuff like that and the kind of real it tying into bigger community things and there's bigger organizations in London mm. tied in with spoken word yeah. um, but something I really liked uh, that I've seen in the New Zealand scene that we don't necessarily do as well in London is the kind of the relationship with the venues um, and the people kind of really pushing for this stuff to happen mm. um, because London is, it's happening all the time and there's there's gigs every night. You know, people don't really invest as much unless they're d- directly involved. But what's been really nice here is everyone related to every single gig that we're doing is mm. um, so enthusiastic, is really pushing it. And, and that's something I'd really like to bring back and see if we can, because I, I have that in my one venue that I work with in London, but um, it doesn't spread that that much further out.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, That's that's actually a question I've got. Is um, Mm. yeah, when I used to try and be a musician in London, and now I'm trying to be a musician in New Zealand. (laughs) So, and I kind of know a lot about the saturation. Is it is it really difficult in London to stand out from the other the the other yeah? It's
1: hugely different, difficult, and even even if you're the only spoken word night on that night in that area, you're still competing with a million other things happening, and no one. Yeah, I mean, it's like Ben said, it's easier to draw a crowd because there's more people, but it's harder to k- keep those, keep that crowd and keep them coming back, and then also make the venue interest Why are they going to be interested in you when they've got, you mm. know, twenty other nights happening that month? And um, yeah, I think the saturation thing, it's just uh, there's pros and cons. Um, but I'd love to take some of the pros from here, over, and then definitely share them back. I think it's yeah, a really yeah. interesting project. Mm. That's. And- Oh, go Sorry. ahead. Alex. Oh, yeah.
0: and,
3: and then uh, on the on the ball- uh, the the other side of that, um, I I noticed this the small country mentality in New Zealand is a lot of people really really get behind something, mm. um, and is it just harnessing that um, that you're you're doing on this tour kind of thing?
2: Yeah, totally. I think any kind of touring back to these small areas, um, like I said before, you're just building it up, mm. um, and yeah, and then and then starting, I mean, sparking the communities themselves in these areas so they kind of kind of carry on while you're away. Um, I know that's what happened in Wellington. Um, five, six years ago when Poetry in Motion first was mm. kick-started um, by some traveling American poets. Um, and then, yeah, keeping those those communities going is vital to k- keeping a vibrant scene.
0: Speaking of Poetry in Motion, you guys have a show? Yeah. We do. Tell me about it. How can people see it?
2: Yeah, tomorrow night at Meow Cafe um, in Central Wellington, 7.30pm. Uh, I think it's between 2 to $5 on the door. Um, Whether do you kind of feel that pain. Yeah, so there'll be a Open mic, as there always is, um, and then the feature set. I'll do a couple of pieces, I think, and then a longer mm-hmm. set from Sarah.
0: Mm-hmm. Only only a couple, Ben.
2: Only a couple, only a couple. <laughs> I've been too busy dealing with London to write a whole new whole new bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I got some pieces.
0: Yeah, uh, that sounds really great. Uh, have you got a poem to share with us today?
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You got one from both
0: of us. Want, well, yeah.
2: I be oh, cool. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I will do a, a quick little piece um, about about London, which I will just set up. Um, Have
0: you been writing a lot since you've been in London?
2: I, I haven't been writing a huge amounts, no. Um, I'm planning to go return to the Fringe Festival um, this August um, with, a, with a show about my experiences working in a high-end retail store, which I've been doing for the last nine months, which has mm-hmm. been a ridiculous slice of life um, <laughs> in terms of the clientele you get there. Um, but he has a little poem about, kind of on that theme, um, about London. I walk into a busy dressing room and pick an empty stall. Put the city I'm trying on on the seat and start to take off my old one. It's not coming off easily. I pull and push and travel to the other side of the world, but it still clings to my shoulders, so I leave it. Figure this new city is bigger, so it will probably fit over the top. I admire its streets and rivers creased and crumpled on the chair. The material is already well worn in much louder colours than I'm used to. I pick it up and pull it over my head. The fabric's stiff and hard. I can't move around in it as easily as in my old city, but at least I haven't left any stains in this one yet. I check the pockets. First, I find a prescription for vitamin D. On the bottle, there's a little picture of someone taking sunshine orally. Not pretty. Someone tries to come in and use my dressing room. They are wearing a thick woollen accent and look somewhat bashful when they see me occupied. I can hear the friend that I'm trying on cities with in the stall next door. He picked the same city as me, but it's uncomfortable in different spots. My arms find their way through the tunnels and I follow suits. I check the price tag. It's pretty unreasonable, but I think I'll grow into it. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, Ben. No
3: worries. Oh, is that what you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we like, so we, we interviewed Poetry in Motion a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm new to this, so I'm cool, sorry. Cool, cool. I was a bit slow on you. I'll do it for I'll do it for you,
0: sir. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is odd, isn't it? Yeah, clicking. Yeah, the clicking.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, do you often write about your experience, Ben?
2: Absolutely, almost exclusively. Yeah. Almost exclusively. Almost exclusively, yeah. Except when I'm just trying to be clever and fitting as many puns into a thing as I can. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the the, sh- the show for about work, my working experience has really been. Well, I say writing itself. It hasn't been writing itself because it, I need to write it still. Um, but in terms of inspiration, um, if you're writing about what you're doing, then you get more, more material every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Cool. Yeah. Sarah, yeah. do you want to take it
1: away? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, I'm going to um, share with you part of my new solo show that I'm also writing. Um, we're basically just copying each other. <laughs> um, mine this, uh, is called How to Adult. The show and this specific poem is what started the whole thing off, the whole idea in my head, and it's called How to Be Better. And it goes like this. You don't listen to podcasts. You should listen to podcasts. You can download them to your smartphone. How much storage do you have on your smartphone? You should have more than that. You should organise your phone better. Don't store music. That's what's taking up the space. You should stream. Streaming takes up no space. Do you read articles? You should read articles. On your smartphone or your tablet? Do you have a tablet? Buy a tablet. One with storage? Download some productivity apps. And some podcasts. Listen to some podcasts on your tablet. Do you write every day? You should. In your notebook or on your laptop. And you should save what you write in folders. And the folders can be labelled and organised. And you could write about what you read in the articles. Then it will be relevant. And you should film it on YouTube. Or put it on your blog. You do have a blog don't you? Do you get things done? You should make lists of the things you want to get done on your tablet or your smartphone, then you can tick them off when you do them. You should make time for yourself every day. Are you being mindful? Don't do anything tonight. Have a bath. But you should read the news, but also relax. There's a news app. You can get it on your smartphone so you can read it in the bath while you do nothing. Or you could have it on iPlayer in the background or a podcast. You can have a podcast of the news on an app on your smartphone in the bath. Do you run? You could listen to a podcast while you run. You should run. You can get an app for tracking how far you've run on your smartphone. You could write running on your to-do list on your tablet and cross it off when you get back. Do you cook? Do you make your own smoothies? Do you speak another language? Do you travel? You should travel more. You should go to Thailand or Europe. You can get language apps on your tablet. You could learn a language on your tablet in the bath. What did you actually do today? Have you updated your status yet? Have you called your loved ones? Have you Skyped? Have you retweeted enough? Have you shared a video? A smile? A flat white? Your feelings? Have you done your washing? Have you done your weekly shop? When was the last time you swam? When was the last time you changed the sheets? When was the last time you sat still? When was your last period? There's an app for that. Have you worn that shirt before? You should get a new one from the internet. You should be making your own lunch and bringing it to work in a Tupperware. You should be cooking fish at home and drinking soya milk. Did you vote? Do you have opinions? You can get them on your smartphone. There's an app for that. Are you taking enough time off? Are you meeting people? Are you keeping up? Are you okay? Are you settling in? Are you happy? Are you backing up your documents? Are you listening to enough jazz music? Are you cycling safely? Are you discovering coffee shops? Are you making positive changes? Are you feeling better? You sure? Are you?
3: Yay! That was awesome. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you. Um, that was Sarah Hirsch on uh, B-Side Stories. You can download the podcast online. Use- <laughs> podcast joke. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. nice. <laughs>
1: on your tablet or your smartphone. On your, on your
0: There's an app for it. Yeah. Now, um, this is a big question that stops people sometimes, but why do you write poetry? What got you started?
1: And That's so funny that you should ask that because I've just been reading an article called Why I Write um, from a book. Why, why do you write? And... Um, kind of learning about why other people write and then really thinking about it myself. Uh so many reasons. Um probably because I can't not. Um therapy. Um to uh capture it's my my way of capturing what and understanding the world. Um to entertain to um yeah just um I, yeah I think I just can't not it's a it's a bit of a that would be like the thing I always come back to It's just that it's unavoidable I have to I yeah. um, feel like my a brain lo- is lot of people, If I don't a
0: lot of people talk about it as a compulsion yeah or as an addiction
1: yeah it is a bit and it, but I think I mean the best kind and it's just if it wasn't writing it would be something else mm-hmm. um as an outlet and but is I, performance I, a part of that Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Mm -hmm. if I haven't, it's, it's, it's two kind of different muscles as it were, and I can spend a long time, like at the moment I'm definitely in a performance vein. I was writing for months. So I've just finished a book, which was super exciting and I wasn't really performing a lot. Thank you. And so I was working on the book and now I'm definitely in performance mode. I'm on tour and that's great. And I've, I'm writing less. So there's, it's definitely two different, you can do it in different, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, if I didn't do either ever, I I would just feel very sad.
0: So writing, touring, is there anything? I mean, do you have goals you want to accomplish with your writing and your performing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the book was always uh, the first one for me. It was always the biggest. I, I would love to have a book published and that's happening, which is great. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, the MA is, um, is my next kind of big thing. So um, accomplish that and be able to kind of, confidently be a spoken word educator and um and then yes yeah, sort of on to the next one which would be like the next big solo show which I've kind of got cooking in the back of my head so yeah absolutely always have goals I always have things I'm working towards that sounds great yeah. and
0: education is sounds like that's a part of that do you do you think poems are a way to educate
1: hugely yeah um I think um, I mean, I've always been interested in education and I haven't quite known how I fit into that world because I knew I didn't really want to be a teacher. It was just that I was interested in, in education and um, this is the best tool i found. found. Um, it's giving kids a voice. Uh, it's, it's allowing... I work in a particularly underprivileged um, area and it's really giving space to um, creatively discuss or unearth some stuff like for me it's been really therapeutic and it's giving them that opportunity that they just don't have within the curriculum um and then also just um using creativity and creative writing to um teach uh, kind of english skills that i think it's just f- for those people who don't necessarily fit in that academic route it's just a really another way of accessing those skills and um teaching really valid things like metaphor and yeah you know all of that imagery and, yeah. and stuff that yeah it's
0: just
3: from i mean from the english education system i expect it's similar to the new zealand one um it, english used to be probably really really boring and with right? um <laughs> things like um yeah because i got i got into lyric writing and stuff after post school because school was all um kind of books and being cl- clipped around the ear for not yeah, reading absolutely yeah
1: and it still kind of is and it um and i Find it quite sad the way that the curriculum in the UK is going is is just there. Are, there is absolutely no creative writing now within the curriculum, so that you're just you don't do any because you're not assessed on it, um, which I find really sad because that was what I thrived in at school was the when I had a chance to kind mm. of use my imagination and they just don't anymore. And it is that there's no connection with the texts that they're reading. It's the same, mostly the same books and the same poems that we've been studying forever in mm. in in the within the curriculum and and actually um going in as a poet and kind of show i I show youtube videos all the time in class and they love it Mm -hmm. and seeing that it's a really kind of modern fun engaging interesting art form that Mm. they can fully kind of connect with um and it's it's performative and it's different i think is um a real gift and it we're connecting with kids that otherwise would just have no interest in school whatsoever and they're actually they're coming up with beautiful poems they don't even realize they're doing it they don't even realize they're learning half the time which i think is the secret and um that yeah i just absolutely love love doing it
3: it seems heaps more relevant than the stuff Mm -hmm. that we would we Mm -hmm, would have learned yeah Yeah.
1: hugely and it's a
0: medium that um can also contain a lot of social messages exactly do you think
1: poetry can change people's minds as well hugely yeah um i think that's um that can be the point i don't think it has to be and i think a lot of um, students or poets are writing really personal stuff, but actually the the social commentary stuff um, can be really powerful. There's a, a music video that's just gone viral that came out of the school that I've been working in, um, which uh, is called Cold as ISIS, and it's for Muslim, really young Muslim kids. Um, they took it upon themselves to write this. It was their idea. That it's all shot um, in Parliament because they were performing at Parliament, and um, it's an it's like a rap, a spoken word rap set to music. Um, Kind of advocating the fact that, that you know the, the the first line is I'm a Muslim, not a terrorist, and it's incredible. It's gone viral. It's got about thirteen thousand views, yeah. Wow. Um, and it's only oh. been online for like less than a month. Uh, what's it called? Uh, cold as ISIS, cold uh, as ISIS, by Lamas School, and I highly recommend it. But it's, mm-hmm. that just goes to show the power that this stuff can, that, that this work can have. That's just one example of kind of, um, and 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 it's yeah. I'd say it's hugely powerful. I'd say it's hugely can change, can change mindsets and. Um, if done right, yeah.
0: Great. Powerful yeah. stuff. Ben, you do you wanna say something about why you write and <laughs> your poetry journey?
2: I think sorry a tremendous hmm. answer and I'll jump on board with some some of those things. Um, my in terms of my journey, um, I found it particularly rewarding recently to kind of to be connect, to connect communities and to go into different um, art spaces and kind of bring the spoken word. Um, message different places. Um, Most recently we met with the new poet laureate um, C.K. Stead last week um, and had a long and lovely chat with him about spoken word and slam poetry and how the scene's working. Um, (laughs) We've had a few people from that kind of more established, well very established New Zealand um, literary scene who have been very excited about um, the the performance poetry and spoken word scene and are very keen to kind of cross those worlds over some more um, there's some lovely work being done in Auckland as well by some performance poets up there, um, who have been a part of the writing festival, literary festival, um, and so yeah. I think I'm the next part of my journey. I think is facilitating tours like this and getting into places where there wouldn't otherwise be spoken word um, in these kind of maybe writing groups or kind of building bridges and um, yeah, bring down walls that sort of thing. That's
0: mm-hmm. fantastic. We can't get enough, Ben. Please yeah. build more bridges yeah. and bring more <laughs> poets out to Wellington. Absolutely. Uh, that's great. Uh, we, we have to finish up, but I want to make sure people know how to see, hear more poetry. Mm-hmm. and see uh, you guys uh, tomorrow night at Meow Cafe. Mm-hmm. 7.30. 7.30. Mm-hmm.
3: $2 to $5, did you say? That's right, yep. yeah. $2 so to $5. Cheap. Your so ability cheap. to pay. But is it? Is it you can pay more if you want, I'm guessing? I believe you can. Good. Yeah. They.
0: I don't think they'll refuse your yeah, yeah.
3: donation. <laughs> as artists. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's fantastic. And, of course, it has the open mic, mm-hmm. uh, like every poetry in motion. Mm-hmm. So if you have some words that you want to share, you can take that there as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Super. And is there stuff online um, to listen to?
1: Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, well we've got websites. Mm-hmm. Mine is Sarahash.co.uk. Mm, mine's
2: Mine's Ben Fagan, F A G A N dot N Z. Um, also YouTube, and you can follow us with the hashtag what a way to tour. What a way to tour. Cool. I think
3: that's a great note to end it on. And um, we will yeah, we'll plug those websites on the B sides blog. Um, yeah, so thanks heaps for joining joining us today.
1: Thank no, you. Thank guys. you so much You're for welcome. having us.
3: Um, yeah, so you've been listening to B Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio seven eight three am and online. Uh, thanks for listening in, Wellington.
2: That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.